Welcome to the Professional Ag Marketing Podcast. If you want a deep dive into the ag markets and risk management strategies, your search is over. Come here after every Friday to get your weekly commodity recap. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. This is your host, Mike Miner. Let's get started. Today is June 24th, and I've got Pat with us here today. How's it going? Good afternoon, Mike. It's going well. How are you? We are doing pretty good. It was an interesting week here, a short week with Monday. We had the markets closed as we've been talking, uh, going from the last week's podcast to this week, and I would say we did find some danger ahead. So uh, we're going to keep on that topic, and we're going to talk a little bit about seasonal direction and some of the dangers ahead for row crop producers. How's that sound, Pat? Sounds good. All right. Well, it was a really rough week across the grain markets here. We saw major sell-offs across the board. We saw the uh, November soybeans close down week over week, uh, buck 14, Pat, and the uh, December corn was down 57 cents week over week. So it was a rough close to the end of the week here still. We did have some relief at the end with some higher prices today out of the uh, November soybeans up about 9 and the uh, December corn up about 18, trying to get some of that back here. What's your feeling on uh, on going forward? It Was this a dead cap bounce or what do you feel like uh, here the last week of June? Yeah, well, you know, we, we, we've been talking for the last couple of three weeks about um, really the, the potential for a, an excellent start. The last time that I had the opportunity to visit with you on this podcast, Mike, we, as I recall, we're talking about the first condition scores that came out and, uh, and, uh, the I states, uh, Iowa, Illinois, and Indiana, all being at least 10% above their five-year average in the good to excellent category. And some of our travels around and certainly some engagement that we have with folks all across the country would have uh, anecdotally supported that information that uh, while the crop was a little bit behind, it was, uh, it was uh, looking pretty good. And then we got a forecast that ended up materializing, right? Hot and dry for the last 10 days or so. And that that uh, put a little premium into this market, and and uh, and we spent a fair amount of time talking about. Well, this is exactly what we kind of needed here yeah. to get this uh, a crop that's a little bit behind to to develop. And and so since then, we've taken uh, some heat out of the forecast, and we put a little moisture into it, particularly eight to fourteen day. And so uh, that's the reason, of course, for the sell off here. And I kind of, you know, as I was looking at these charts, you know, initially we thought maybe that $7 area could hold. And then we saw this consolidation area down around that 670 area, a consolidation area from back in the early part of March. And so, and we talk about it a little bit from a technical perspective. Those are a couple support areas. I was uh, interested to see um, yesterday's uh, kind of that sell off below 670. And, and uh, we didn't spend a lot of time down there uh, yesterday and uh and through the overnight trade, but sort of rallied back here and kind of got us back to the 670 area for a settlement. And so my guess is at this point, that's a pretty good spot to hang out for a while, mm-hmm. you know, for the 24th of June, you know, we've probably taken enough weather premium out of this market, but now we're going to sit tight and see what happens as it relates to a forecast of, uh, of moisture over the next uh, week and a half or to two weeks or so. So, so we'll see how that plays out, see if anything forecast changes. We go through this, this next weekend here too, of course. But um, probably consolidate here in a little bit. I would guess uh, that uh, we could 
provide for some opportunity for a little bit of a crop scare, weather scare in the month of July. So, so you know, we'll see what happens there. I'm, I'm hopeful that from a row crop producer's perspective that most of us have have uh, done something here in the month of June in terms of taking advantage of the seasonal rally. Um, if not, I probably would chase this market around a little bit and uh, and try to get some coverage on. If you feel like you have some pretty decent coverage, then then maybe you can wait and see what uh, what happens in July here before you you feel like extending it. So I don't know if that makes much sense or not, but it does it does uh, uh, I guess resonate with me as it relates to just you know what what we've done to manage the risk and opportunity up to this point matters an awful lot mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the next decision we're going to make. Right. Yeah. So if you're lighter on sales, really try to chase this market probably uh, from our perspective. And then 697 is a 50% retracement. Next step up kind of and uh, 20 day moving average is kind of floating in there too, just above that. And then there's a gap up at 725 right. still. So that's kind of spaced out nice too, I think. So just a few spots to kind of target over the next uh, few weeks here as we get into this month of July. And how about from other perspectives, you know, it was kind of the perfect storm that we had between weather and then outside market influences piled into this as well, Pat. What do you think uh, that had to do with this big sell-off that we've had as managed uh, managed funds here, their positions will come out this afternoon. And I'm really curious to see what that's going to show after this week here. That was just up until Tuesday, but uh, we could see a few of those really liquidating. What do you think? Well, look, that's exactly right. I mean, we spent uh, the first few minutes of this podcast today talking about internal fundamentals. And and, uh, to your point, that's not... uh, you know, by a long way, is the only thing that matters, yeah. and and so you know we're still dealing with the uh, the potential impacts of uh, of inflation, bullish commodities, and or uh, recession, bearish commodities, and so you know we're gonna we're we're getting to experience both, um, and uh, I suspect we'll experience the other side of this thing, a significant slowdown in economic activity, and and uh, and therefore a slowdown in in uh, in a demand for for really all commodities that that most of us are are engaged in, so um, I'm concerned about that at some point. No doubt the market is too. No doubt that's part of the reason for the sell off here. And so, you know, we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna get more of that as we go forward here. Um, just more concern and and less interest from outside money to be in these markets. Uh, yeah. The more concerned you become about the economy. And that's so tough because we're at the end of June, you're above $7 corn futures. Like It's going to be really hard to get a ton of buyers of new money back into yeah. this thing. So when it does start to fall like we saw this week, obviously it, it really wants to fall. There's not much to stop it. Yeah, the old saying that uh, you take the steps up and the elevator down sort of a thing yeah. is the real concern, isn't it? Yep, and with 250,000 managed money contract longs left in the market, they're believing uh, we've got quite a few of them to liquidate if we need to. Yep, exactly. Yeah, anything else you're looking at here this week with uh, in regards to some of the market sell-offs and things to watch going forward, I guess? You know, I would, uh, well, we have the Stocks and Age report that's going to come up here next uh, Thursday on yep. June 30th, and and uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the results were of the latest USDA survey in acres. I, we've had at least one private analyst out for a week or so here that was guessing that we could get corn acres back above 90. I, I'm, uh, from an end user's perspective, I suppose I'm, I'm uh, I, I, that that sounds like a, an all right deal, but we'll see. I I the anything that I've heard 
um, that you know throughout uh, the Corn Belt here that uh, we were not uh, likely to be changing our intentions much. And so mm-hmm. um, my personal bias is is that that corn acre number uh, will be under the ninety million mark, but we'll see. Um, that's a, a major market to mover potentially, at least it has been in the past. And then the other thing is, is that stocks report and what's happening as it relates to inventory on old crop corn. Um, we certainly, uh, continue to see very strong, robust, firm, uh, whatever uh, adjective you want to use as it relates to old crop basis levels. Um, and so, uh, there's another possibility there that we tighten up that old crop balance sheet on this quarterly stocks report uh, when that uh, survey uh, comes back. And then as we cap off some of the things impacting our market and some of the things that we have no idea that's going on, Russia, Ukraine is a pretty good way to end that discussion, I think, Pat. We had so Tuesday, Monday, we saw news about, you know, the Russians are going to say that, yeah, you can open the corridor, let some exports out. And then the very next day, they bombed two of their major export facilities. Like, it's like giving the giving your kid keys to the car, but it don't start. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty challenging situation over there, no doubt. I, I'm... Uh... Um, you know, I keep wanting to sort of back of the napkin, think about the 1.2 billion bushels that uh, the Ukraine typically had provided to the world uh, corn trade. Um, can they do half of that uh, um, this year and next? Can they do three quarters of that, 25% of that? Who knows for sure. But we do know that we've got uh, the prospects for a larger crop here in the U.S. We do know that we have um, uh, a bigger second crop down in, in, uh, in Brazil. And so some of those shortfalls are starting to get covered up. Maybe the global, global balance sheet on feed grains isn't quite as tight as what you initially would have believed uh, back in February when this, uh, uh, when this uh, whole thing started over there. So, you know, you try to apply a little bit of logic to the thing and a little bit of analysis, but it's pretty tough uh, uh, to uh, anticipate how that story ends over there. And the market just seems to be losing interest. This week was the first week we saw the hard red winter wheat in Chicago levels trade back to pre-Russia invasion prices. So that's kind of an interesting stat there, yeah exactly and i keep finding myself every time i hear something like that I, i'm reminded that that uh, there's some wheat growing on every continent on the planet and uh, yeah. and so really and from the wheat perspective if the whole world has a chance to to react to the highest wheat prices we've seen since 07 08 kind of a thing uh, they likely will figure out a way to uh, to cover up that shortfall as well awesome well any final thoughts for our listeners this week no i think just uh, what's most you know we we had a little bit of discussion there about uh, uh, what's the next decision to be made uh, on new crop corn and and uh, we kind of talked about uh, kind of what you've done up to this point is what's important so I just just a reminder on that is the importance of engaging with with uh, a risk management professional to help you work through uh, these decisions, these these critical decisions for your operation, for your family's business, and and all of that. And and uh, um, we're fortunate enough to be in a situation where we're trying to maximize opportunities here instead of uh, you know trying to eke out break evens and those sorts of things. And so so these times when commodity prices. Uh, um, are, are cycling well for us. 
uh, especially from a row crop producer's perspective, I, I think we need to make sure that we're that we're maximizing that opportunity. And and uh, those of us at Pro Ag would would love the opportunity to uh, engage with you and and help you make those decisions. Well, one of the places they can engage with us at as well is on July eighth at our Salute to Pork Producers event in uh, Laverne, Minnesota at Take 16. Thank you for joining us, Pat. And thank you to all our listeners. Please reach out to us from our website at professionalagmarketing.com or check out our newly added hog-specific podcast named Hog Market Talk that's released every Thursday. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk and loss that is not suitable for all investors.